Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. It's Tim Heidecker, and you are listening to Hey Fan. Enjoy your morning. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Andrew Motherflicken Levdog. My name is Levdog Motherflicken Andrew. It's not my name's Angus Truscott. Huge joke. I uh, that's Huge what joke. you call a twist. That's called a Sh- M Night Shyamalan. And what I've just did then, I did a twist. You're dead. I'm dead. We were Listener, dead this you're whole time. dead. Bruce Willis, if you're listening, um, congratulations. You just died hard. M. Night Shalaman and Hey Fam Wait is the name of this podcast. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've just thought of something. The seminal Bruce Willis action series Die Hard. Mm. He died so hard he six sensed. I mean, is, is anyone ever... It's probably a very It's common, canon. It's canon, isn't it? Yeah. Like he did Die Hard with a vengeance, which means like ghosts keep coming back. They're trying to scare you. Ghosts haunt. That's what they do. Vengeance, I think... I think the more and more you break down what vengeance means, I think haunt's going to pop up somewhere along the way, at least in a thesaurus-like. Okay, how about this, Angus? All right. Die Hard 1. Yep. Die Hard 2. Die Harder. Die Hard with a Vengeance 3. Die, yep. Die Hard 4. Or as it's known in some countries. Live Free and Die Hard. Or Die Hard 4.0. Uh, and then what was number 5? No, no, that's, that's not. Die Hard 5. There were 5. There yeah. were 5. I think it was five, let, 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 Live Free and Die Hard. Bruce Willis, 5 Die Hards. The fifth element. It's too much, isn't it? I, 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 if, I, a, if I was someone listening right now, I would hit unsubscribe and then I would resubscribe again. And just be like, hang on. This is when I started listening to Hey Fam for the first time. I mean, I know there's uh, great theories about the Pixar shared universe and the Tarantino shared universe. We're talking about that motherfucking Willis verse. We're talking about anything he's done. Yeah. Every, even his guest appearances on Friends. Yeah, because the thing is, here's another thing. Die Hard 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, start again from the beginning, Looper. And you're in a loop. It works for every Bruce Willis Every good, Every good form of canon has a time mechanism to try and keep it fresh for later generations, a la the DC Universe with Flashpoint, anything the Flash does. Looper is our generation's Flashpoint. Well, no, it's the Bruce Willis versus generation Flashpoint. I'm going to say, can we, have a, can we have a Willis con next year? Uh, if you don't think Die Hard 5 <laughs> is the best Die Hard, that's a sin. Sin City. Sin City 2. Who's looking at you? No, look who's talking to, to Sin City <laughs> 2. Die Hard 2. With a vengeance 3. <laughs> it's just, it's too much. Look, Pulp Fiction, maybe his story in Pulp Fiction 
was the baby from Look Who's Talking all grown up. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm just we're just we're just spitballing right now. I'm sure he's in a Pixar or a DreamWorks film, and that too is also canon. What was the crappy uh, spy cartoon that he was the voice of? Some kid like Billy the Spy. When was this? Right, look, look, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll go back. We'll, we'll do episodes about the Willis verse in the future. We've just cracked open an egg, which was, you know, we've been cracking eggs recently, but this is the egg that is. <laughs> Jesus, I think we just stumbled across the Willis verse. Yeah. It's all canon. Because the thing is, he's always been bald. It's very and he's true. He's never aged. Like, just like the always, other egg we keep cracking. Like, he's, he's never aged. Like, you could put Bruce Willis from The Fifth Element. Right next to Bruce Willis from Die Hard 4, and there's very little difference. Fuck, this is the best episode of Hey Fam that we've ever That's recorded. And we're only three minutes ever. in. Hey Fam is a cool show <laughs> in which last week we recorded a very <laughs> unnecessary reaction video to a then week old uh, Nintendo press conference. We hit the fucking end of the stop button on the recorder. <laughs> Literally. And then Steve uh, Jobs Ghost said, "Hey, y'all ready for this?" And, <laughs> and they then... did an Apple conference, and they just announced they fucking dropped the the bomb. They made Pokemon Go look like Pokemon No. It's true. That's what I'm saying right now. They said, "Hey, you were like that weird third party experiment we did with Niantic, which is still a buggy, broken ass free app. Which we don't respond to any of your complaints, any of your suggestions, any anything. We don't respond because." As we know, Nintendo is one-third of a share owner of the Pokemon company, along with Game Freak and the other company I always forget. Mm-hmm. And they had a mini semblance of ownership over this. But hey, you know, iPhone 7, great. Look look at that. You can put water in it. You can take a piss on it. Wait, hold on one second. You said Pokemon. I just want to bring it back to what we were talking about at the start of the episode. Oh, Bruce Willis? There was Pokemon, Pokemon Green movie? and there was Pokemon... Gold? Red. Red. Starring Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh. Wait, how many Red movies were there? Just the one. No, there was Red 2. Red 2? Was, was it Red 2? I don't know. I don't know. Was there, was there, oh, you know what? There was six. There was, there was Red 2. You scroll along there. I can see it right red there. Red 2. Holy shit, they made a, 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 a good two, day two to reds. die hard. Could wow. also be uh, the Jackal. Well, you could almost count like using Bruce Willis movies. You can like, literally go, what year were the Barcelona Olympics in? I'm not too sure. Why don't we have a look what year Die Hard with a Vengeance came out? No, seriously. Out? So many of his numbers have... So many of his movies has numbers in it. All right, we've got Six Sense. That's so the six, first so, one. No, Red... So, Red 2. Well, Red 2. <laughs> sure. Um, the Sixth Sense, 12 Monkeys, The Fifth Element, and 16 Blocks. Is that a special, like... We're listening at, oh, the whole nine yards? The whole nine yards? <laughs> the whole ten yards, which is it later? Yeah. This There's is- a Willis... This is like some... Look who's talking to. Look who's talking now. The ki- I mean, I think what we've stumbled across here is some form of... Oh, 10 yards, there it is. This is some kind of Willisensian calendar. Maybe we, we, just, we just worked out the, the point of us doing this podcast. It's Bruce is Willis. Us uncovering the secrets hidden within Bruce Willis's filmography. Look, you might have heard another recent popular podcast uh, do a spin-off. Chronicling the success of Mike Myers. Yeah, we, we were actually on the last. We were episode actually of, on the last one. It's called oh. Mike Check. It's by um, Cameron James and Alexi Tuliopoulos, and they are chronicling uh, Mike Myers' filmography as an actor, director, etc., writer. Figuring out at which point he fell off. Because look, let's be honest, he fell off. He fell off. He fell the fuck off. Have we just found our calling? Have we found our response album, so to speak? Our 
if we're treating that podcast as a diss, which we're not because we're guests on it, is there something with it? I think looking at this rich, rich filmography, I mean, we've got Armageddon, The Sixth Sense, Looper, Hudson Hawk. I mean, this is a guy. I'm sorry, Mike Myers. But you can't even. Well, I think we should do. We should go over back. the hedge. But, 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 That's but, his track. They're, they're starting at the beginning. We'll start at the end. We'll start at the end and try. The point of our podcast is to, uh, about Bruce Willis, which is called "The Bruce Is Loose." Yep. Um, Bruce Almighty. Uh, <laughs> Other working title. <laughs> um, the point of our podcast is to watch Bruce Willis's films from from now to the beginning to find out if he ever had hair. Yep. So we have to kind of. Make sure he stops making films by any means necessary. So, if yep. you, you were sitting in any form of public transport, be it a plane, be it if Bruce Willis is next to you right now, please turn to him and go, look, you probably got that good script recently. You've probably got that hot-ass deal. You've probably got to pay off the Malibu house, but... Dude, one other thing. Bruce Willis was in Ocean's 12. Was he in Ocean's 12? As he, Bruce Willis? As Bruce Willis, yeah. He bumps into yeah. Julia Roberts. There's yeah. another fucking numbers. That's right. Bruce Willis movie. Do you know, guys, I think there's a. We're going to save it. We're going to save it. We're going to do a Bruce Willis spin off podcast. It's going to be the most popular thing on iTunes. I think we're looking at now some Mayan calendar shit. I think we've predicted <laughs> that Bruce Willis predicted. I think we, if we got an, if we get a numerologist on here, we can see every terrorist attack was outlined. Back to the uh, Apple. Oh, the yeah. Apple, big Apple update. Big Apple, great new phones. Great, you can piss on them, you can drop them in toilets. Who gives a fuck about the phones? Because they brought out Shigeru Miyamoto. The only thing that would have been better than that, Shigeru, or on par, was bringing out Steve Jobs. And they wheeled his his coffin out, and he and he, b- and he burst out of his coffin and said, "Bleh." It's the only way they could be. But they at an Apple keynote, which is always you know very white hetero. Oh no. Tim Cook's in charge. Why? No, no, there's American Silicon Valley guys. They brought out goddamn motherfucking Shigeru Miyamoto in San Francisco. And I read it for Nintendo. The the king of video games. And um, I was reading an amazing firsthand account by John Gruber, who runs DaringFireball.net. And if anyone's a tech fan or whatever, you know that this guy is the best tech blogger ever. He's been around from day one. Very, he's an Apple blogger. But he said he's not heard and a round of applause like that for five to seven years. In he goes to every Apple event, and he's like he has the whimsicalness of Steve Jobs, but he's also got the Walt Disney and Willy Wonka esque. Like th- there's no one basically left in the world like Miyamoto. Mm. And the announce was just he's a dream weaver. He's a dream weaver, and the announce was Nintendo are finally doing it. Uh, you know, Miitomo wasn't really it. That was a a social game experiment, kind of a a sim. What would you call it? Like a talking to the stranger next to you simp, which is very good in Japan, but I think I don't know if that game translated that well outside of Japan. Mitomo. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a very bizarre social app. Though. I think in Japan it would work a lot better because people have like, you know, fear of talking to other people. Or that, no, there's, there's certain rules in their class dichotomy, you know, yeah. that would stop. Look who's talking did not do very well in Japan because no one's talking in Japan. No one is talking. They, they were like, why are the babies talking? This is not funny. Why is the dog talking in the third one? This is even less funny. Dogs must be subordinate. But, uh, uh, you know, Shiki came out and announced that Nintendo are finally... None of this Pokemon Go third party... Like, Nintendo have, I reckon, one knife to do with the Pokemon Go game. And I'm, for the record, not playing it anymore. Oh, really? You gave it up? Well, I'm at level 22, and it's just a grinder now, and I'm just like, you know... they've, they've now, uh, Niantic released a bunch of new features this week. You can carry a buddy around with you now, buddy Pokemon. And what's good about that, for every kilometre you walk, you work up some candy for that Pokemon, which means you can then evolve them. So, uh, you know, not living 
that close to water or working that close to water, I can get a build up my magic up, you know. So super fast. are you actually gonna? Is that is that in, is that enough enticement to, for you to play it again? Well, it was upgraded today with iOS 10, so I've, I I kept it on the background today, but I wasn't actively checking it. Oh, so you, you, and, and and you can do background stuff now. Well, no, you can't. There's also have they um the watch can, app hasn't come out yet, right? Which was another huge announce. And once that comes out, which as you know, I have an Apple Watch, I will probably pay more attention to it. It's just it's just such a broken haphazard game, and you it's know, so broken. That's why it's that, very that's vindicative. What drew me away from it. Yeah, it's very vindicative of it not being a Nintendo title. But we keep talking about Pokemon. Fuck Pokemon. Fuck Pokemon. Monsters are dumb. Nintendo announced their first third-party app, I think, since the Philips CDI, where they made those shonky second-party well, Zelda you know, games. Miyamoto comes out and we're like, oh, fuck, he's either going to be talking about the Olympics. <laughs> Mario and Sonic versus the Olympics. Maybe, you know, maybe he got stuck in the tunnel for the fucking Prime Minister coming out and he somehow came out in goddamn San Francisco. Uh, but... You know, we knew that there was an Animal Crossing game. We knew there was a Fire Emblem game. Maybe he's going to talk about that. No. Fuck no. Drop Super Mario Run on us, which he has said... uh, I mean, look... People predicted this was never going to happen. This was never going to happen. Nintendo was going to, like, you know, give all these less popular, but they still have their own fan base kind of franchises to... Or maybe, like, do, like, a Picross featuring Mario characters. This is straight up a A 2D... Mario platforming game. It's using the One skin touch. of the new Mario game, so it looks like modern Mario, which looks amazing. Uh, and this is interesting. So, the guy I was speaking about before, Gruber, who runs Daring Fireball, he's realized that if this game comes out on the iPhone 6S and 6.7, etc., before the NX is announced, this will be the most powerful Nintendo game. Ha! Really? Because the iPhone is yeah. so crazy powerful compared to the Wii U. <laughs> Isn't that something... Isn't that weird? Yeah. But it's also great. Yeah. And he predicted three years ago, and this, this is great, and he's announced, and sorry, I'm referring to him a lot if you don't know him, DaringFireball.net, guy who is pretty much just an Apple reviewer, but he, three years ago, he said... He, he directed Look Who's Talking To. He was the voice of the dog, the Alsatian, not the pug in Look Who's Talking Now. Uh, he predicted years ago, he said Nintendo, he was a big Nintendo fan, he was like, either Apple and Nintendo need to... W- be bought by Apple needs to buy Nintendo which would never happen but he said something along the lines of Nintendo need to start being the first company to make Nintendo games on the iPhone but charging a premium model and this is what's interesting about Super Mario Run there's been no price point announced yet and so far I think the highest I've seen for a game on iPhone is around $12 I spent like 17 bucks on a Square Enix um, Final Fantasy game no it was it was just some original like um, JRPG they put on there and I hated it what was that was the like, world's snow end the world has it no was end. years ago it was, no, it, was, it was like one they made specifically for really for, for it was terrible App Store. yeah it was just like you know, I mean like if you like JRPGs, you probably would have been more into it than I was, but it was like for sure. someone that didn't. As you know, much. I'm a JRPG fan. It uh, scratches that itch, which was I never was a elven-looking, uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy in a Japanese high school in a sailor uniform, and that's that's my itch to scratch. It's nobody else's. You know, no one else has to do that. But okay, um, so they yeah announced a brand new game, which is Mario Runner, and I mean. The phone is held vertical. It's still your classic. And then what what I thought was one of the greatest parts of the keynote was no, when Miyamoto said... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's vertical. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. It, One of the greatest things he said was you could play the game standing on a subway 
eating a hamburger or eating an apple, which I thought was very symbolic of Apple Nintendo. But basically, oh, Mario... that's really, really smart of you to pick that up. Thank you. Uh, I picked that up thanks to my friend Bruce Willis. He texted me <laughs> afterwards. Uh, he was just making some apple juice and thought to tell me... He said, hey, you know what the fifth element is? And I go, what? He goes, love. <laughs> and it goes into every... Every gallon of apple juice I'm making here at Willis Farms. He's not making movies anymore. He's making <laughs> He's apple juice. He's making apple juice in the fifth element. It's love. The The game itself is a... Run- I mean, it looks like a Mario game, except what I love about it, we've seen Sonic games ported. We've seen a lot of beloved console games ported, but you've always got... The crappy... The shitty digital, digital D-pad. Yeah, which is, just never works. It's never comfortable. It's never fast. great, and it's never fun, and you have to look at where you're hitting, whereas with an actual D-pad, you know, you can physically feel the grooves, the bumps, the pressure, and you can decide to when to go left, when to go right, without having to look down. But the Rayman games on the App Store are really, really great oh, because... Apple TV, Rayman, case in point. Totally. You can play it on your phone, you can play it on Apple TV. You can just you just run like the wind, and the only thing you do is you, you press or you hold the button down to like do a longer jump or a or, you know, wall kick in the air, or, all that kind of stuff. It's it's really, really simple, but it's there's still an amazing challenge, and, and the levels are really fun. And it looks like it's taking that route. So it, Mario exactly. is constantly running, but you've also got all of your... Classic Mario tropes. It looks like you've got the you know having a look at the this this is also unprecedented. If you go to the App Store now, sorry for all of our Android listeners. This is a very there are like three of you. And <laughs> Stitcher sucks. Fuck Stitcher. Stitcher sucks. It is the first app in the history of the App Store which you can. It's already got the the head. You know, it, it's all over the front page, and you can hit a button that says notify me when it's out. Like that is huge. That's, it doesn't that's even say pre-order because they don't even know what they're going to charge for it. No we, one knows. We reckon it's going to be ten bucks, right? I think it's going to be anywhere between ten to twenty-five dollars because twenty-five. Bucks? Well, in the, well, I'll pay you it, but like, wow. oh, we will all pay it. In the keynote, Shigi said there will be no more microtransactions. It's like once you get the game, you get the game. I reckon that they'll still charge in the future for like big level packs. I don't think they will. I think they'll make another game. He, he seemed very clear like that was right. That would have had to be adamant. That's. I think this. Look, think about this. Apple gets a third of everything that's made in the App Store. Mm-hmm. So, I think the, the, the only reason why this game's only coming out now, I think, is because of years, I'd say, of conversations behind the scenes with both Apple and Nintendo. And I reckon they've gone, look, you know what? Let's hit a new premium of gaming. Like, this is now a proper gaming console, the iPhone. Let's charge. I, I'm honestly saying now, and I'd probably be... No, you know what? I'm 50-50, I think, on being correct or incorrect. $30. Yeah. And if, if you pay $30 once... Mascot could, could, could get away. It's going to be Mario. Yeah. And if we charge 30 like, and they're going to be like, a lot of people won't buy it, the casual 199 players. But, you know, he's a flagship. He, he Fuck, Mario is video games. Like, he's the Mickey Mouse, which Mickey Mouse is to cartoons. He's, he's the Bruce bit, Willis of video games. He's the Bruce Willis of time. Bruce Willis is the Bruce Willis of Mayan calendars. <laughs> and Mario is the Mario... Bruce Willis of... Games, I don't. know, It's going to be huge. The game looks incredible. Yeah, it's I mean, power ups. It's got everything. It's totally, got coins. And, and and like, you can race against you. Like you and I can play against each other. I, I think this is them finally understanding how technology works. It's them going, hey, you know what? People don't have a lot of money these days. Maybe they just have one device, which is a big old screen in their pocket. And why aren't we there? Yeah. I mean, is this a new? Is this a post? And I, you know, we, we never take his name in vain. Is this? A post, uh, unfortunately, you know, the deceased Iwata decision. Possibly. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it's really interesting the the, the decision to keep it vertical um, because it makes sense. Though it makes sense because people do not like if you, like, there's a research has shown now that even if the uh, even if a video that's been filmed in landscape, people don't turn the phone. People don't turn the phone anymore. I mean, people play. Use their phones vertically. I'd say ninety percent of the time. If that, you know, if that, it's not a tablet. It's not that. And and we're going to see more and more videos filmed in portrait mode. Oh, YouTube's about to start allowing that be f- to be full screen. Totally. And Facebook's going to start prioritizing that. Totally. A bit of native advertising updates for you. Inside info, and you know, we'll, we'll see feature films soon shot in this, like big, big film shot. Like this is. You this reckon? Is it. Yeah, I really do think so. You, I, I, I maybe like a crappy. TV no, show, I think we'll see a feature film shot in it. What you reckon? And, within and the next five they're years, they're going to build new cinemas. No, to be like no, I just think that portrait mode. Just pop it up there. <laughs> It'll be lame, but you know, this is people like you know what? This is the reason why I've never played ports or played anything on my phone longer than thirty seconds. It's because putting my phone in landscape and having to look down to play it and waiting to finish a level before saving it—that's not a good mobile gaming experience. I'm hoping Nintendo make this game where I could be playing it and then quickly quit out because I got a phone call or a text and it'd still be there when I go back. And no, I, totally. Yeah. And I think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be... Like, we see how long it takes for Nintendo to make a fucking Mario game. This is pretty amazing. The, the next go- Mario game is going to this. Like, the, I, I don't know if people And understand. some of the like, veteran Mario creators and, and designers are on, working on this game. They're working on it right now. The, like the Mario Land director, I think, yeah. is like one of the most heavily involved. The Mario Kart director as well is really heavily involved. Like, it's amazing. Like, like they're using a kit that's not that... Like, they must be shitting themselves. They're finally using a powerful console. Like, that's what's amazing. The iPhone 7, when that comes out, will be the most powerful mobile on the... You know, it's got... The A10 chip is in, is, is insane in, in terms of its powers. Sadly, I think it might be even more powerful than the NX. Yeah, probably will be. It's probably Whatever the fucking NX is. But we're getting a Mario game on a phone. Do you reckon the, this this Mario game will then show up on the NX at some point? No. Uh, phone only? No, I'd Remember say they have NX capabilities or something like that. I'd say the deal between Apple and Nintendo. This is going to be one for the ages, and anything that happens after this, I don't know. It could be, but I think this is going to be a very. I don't know the fact that Apple like it's not on Android. It's an Apple and Nintendo deal. Like, that's huge. Yeah. I don't think people are talking about that enough. No, like the Willis calendar. Um, so, I'm addicted to an app at the moment um, that came out last <laughs> year uh, based on the the Disney Sum. Sum Sum? Explain Sum, Levs. So, Sum are like these uh, like cute looking Disney stuffed toy that you get like, like you know like Mickey they're like Mouse, chibi versions. Every, like every single Disney franchise. They're like chibi versions Mickey, of classic... Disney characters very chibi very like the, I think it started in Japan and it's kind yeah, of, of course it grown out of there but I remember going to um, Tokyo Disneyland ages ago and there was a pile of these like, you, you, you can stack them on top of each other like little beanie babies. is it a popular thing versions. like people do that well they just like you collect the fuck out of them and there's there's fucking thousands of them now you can get Star Wars ones you can get Marvel ones thank fucking Christ so they made a uh, an app called Disney Sum. Sum, whatever the fuck it's called. And Sum. Yeah, like Tsunami. T-S-U-M. And uh, it is like a Connect 3 game. And it is yeah. so fucking fun. And you just like, you basically just play the fuck out of it. You you can you have one minute, all these Sum fall into your screen. You've got to move your finger, like com- connect all these Sum little toys. And uh, you get 
points and coins to then buy more of them and you can collect all these dumb creatures. Um, I was getting really good at it and uh, I was like, man, I wonder who else is playing this. I feel like a lot of people would really like it. And I told you about it and I also told Louis McCurdy about it. Previous guest on Hey Fam. Previous guest, my co-worker, good friend. Triple J's very own Louis McCurdy. And uh, what many people don't know about Louis McCurdy is that he is the absolute best in the world at every single iOS mobile game. Well, look, let's say this. He has three hours a day where he's on air playing music. The songs go for three minutes. What are you going to do in that time in between songs? And then also, what are you going to do with the rest of your day when you're not doing a radio show? Besides cane me at every uh, mobile game. So, I really... I wanted people... I wanted to reach out. I wanted to be vindicated that... I wanted my peers to... uh, you know, commend me on, on on enjoying such a great video game that was uh, free on the iOS store. It's great. You got me into it. Look, admittedly, I'm already weary of the fact you can only play a certain amount of times a day. However, I've got to say it's interesting. You you can't buy. No, you can. Oh, okay. So it's complicated I- as hell. You buy you buy jewels, which that can then in turn be traded. See, for I hate coins. that. Like that, what we yeah. just said. Then that just reminds me of it's, a, it's, South a, it's a pay-to-play game. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah. but. It is addictive to the point... I just can't do that. It's addictive like Tetris is addictive. Like, you don't want to, like, you know, it's 2016. You don't want to fucking dedicate half your day to playing Tetris. So, you can instead play this game in small bursts. Well, stop trying to get people to get into your addiction. No, so Louis is now... So, I'm at, like, level 20. I've got a really fucking great high score. It's almost... And, like, you have, like, your own leaderboard where you play against your friends. And you share your own. At the end of the week, if you are, like, you know, number one, you get, like... 5,000 coins or something cool like that and uh, I'm like fuck I'm, I'm doing really well this week it's Wednesday I got, I'm, I'm very close to 2 million I'm very very stoked with my high score Louis was like less less than half that high score I'm like yeah. fuck off Louis I'm finally better than you at game and then today he's like three, 300,000 behind my top score and I'm, I'm I think he's going to beat my top score and that sucks Tom I'm going to let you find out what? Time can only find out. Yeah. Time Sorry, I was doing a he- hectic, weird swallow yawn. Yeah. So, Nintendo's coming to iPhones. That's very fucking exciting. It's big. Like, this is it. This is going to be a landmark decision. Pokemon.go doesn't count. That was always a weird... You know, I'm still into it in a sense. I still think what it is is very interesting. And I like. Oh uh, yeah, fact- it was a cool. I, I enjoyed the small amount of time I put into Pokemon Go, but it just it drained my phone battery way too quick, and it b- broke all the time. It just wasn't a great game. Like it wasn't well made. The intentions were good, and but I just think it wasn't well made. It, it was got a me, badly made game. It got me running around my neighborhood like a dickhead. I found out that there was a crazy walking trail around a lake near my house. That's crazy. And I've that's now my routine. Every couple of days, I do that. Big old run. It's like a two-hour run around a lake. That's crazy. That's some That's Bruce Willis shit. Thanks, Nintendo, for making me stop being a fat cunt. Well, thanks one-ninth of Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> for being one-ninth less of a yeah, fat yeah. cunt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you can thank Nintendo, and we can all be fat cunts, because Mario Run's going to come out, we're just going to sit down and play it on our phone. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm very I just can't believe the day we can buy a Nintendo game, which is A, digital first, and goes to our phone and on Nintendo console. We'd have to use a Nintendo ID. Like it's it's pretty crazy. And the iOS big update came out today officially, and you can uh, get free Nintendo stickers. Yes, that you can send. Stickers a te- are like text. a slightly larger, more annoying version of emoji, but fun nonetheless. And, and, and way slower to use. Way slower to use, more animated. I mean, look, mark my words. The sticker store on iOS is the app store of 2016. 
you know, the app store came out in 2008 and we all downloaded iBeer, the lightsaber app. Like, we all had those funny... Oh, my God. This is yeah. it now. We're going to see this all over again. We're going to see stupid sticker apps, which, you know, we all go, oh, wasn't that great? iBeer is coming back, you guys. iBeer is coming back. It's called iSticker and... Sticker it's, beer. It's a sticker beer. iStick beer. So, on the same day that... um. That Apple did their big conference and um, you know, announced a big a, a lot of stuff about their their, their there was a big update for the phone, for the big update for iOS, for all that kind of stuff. Watch, iPad. Uh in New York TV. In New York, uh PlayStation had sent a bunch of games journalists. Like it made a big deal out of this actually announced. That's right. It was on ago. the same day. There was th- I think there was three big announcers on this one day. Um and yeah, the uh, Apple announce also but here's the thing: PlayStation flew all, made a big deal out of this that you're going to make a big, big announcement. And look, you've been listening to Hey Fam. We've been very, very on board with pretty much everything PlayStation's done this year. Like, yeah, yeah, a lot of their games have been delayed, um, and mm. maybe No Man's Cough, Sky Last Guardian was you no, know, maybe No Man's Sky was not quite living up to the expectations we had. Look, but uh, I gave it 45 minutes. I'm never playing it again. Their E3 conference was like watching a fucking movie. I loved it so much. It was, it was like just watching like, The Force Awakens. It's like watching just trailers for movies I'm definitely going to see. Yeah, it was like, it was great. Um, and, uh, you it know, that, you, it was like that day in The Simpsons when Homer drives around and looks at all the, uh, you know, the roadside billboards. Yeah. Advertising things. And it was like, that's his favorite day of the month because he goes, oh, new billboard, new billboard. And we're like, oh, new game. Like, it was, it was fantastic. You know what I love? Simpsons references. I love it when, yeah, just you're watching like a cool report. About like you know something important in politics, Ozpol, and then like the SBS host will suddenly cut to a thirty-second clip of Homer saying, <laughs> "What the hell? Hey, you just got faded." Yeah, I don't, I don't get why they do that. Like, it would be a good show if they didn't. Again, I'm not even sure about like it. the Simpsons isn't fucking cutting three-second clips of the S- of SBS the feed on in 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 their new episode. So, I mean, actually, I don't watch new episodes of The Simpsons. Maybe they are. Maybe they have. This Does Mark Fennell show up? This is such in, a particular in tiny glimpses of uh, of episodes of New Simpsons. Let us know. This is hey, such a particular call out at gmail.com. Oh fuck! By the way, last week we did a very long and rambly drunk podcast. Very just not not like we always used. We are doing one right now. We're not but, that drunk compared to last week. <laughs> in it, we, we at the very end of the podcast we, we said were talking if, yeah, about. If you're listening at this point, we send us an email it. with the. Subject, the size of a tangerine, if you'd like us to do and a... This is, like, yeah, we, we, it was almost two hours we did an episode for last And week. look, to be honest, I forgot we said it until we started <laughs> getting emails. So we got a handful of emails. So shouts to uh, Ben, Lachlan and Matt for emailing us uh, so an email do- called the size of a tangerine. So if people are just listening for the first time, what would this email signify? What is this email subject the so signifier of? I can't remember because we were drunk, but no, I, I, I we, we were talking about the Chris Nolan trilogy and <laughs> about doing like a live event in the future in which we watch all three. Oh yeah, we someone live commentary. Which uh, another listener, Peach, Peach, um, Peach uh, said to us that we should do a live commentary of all three. Christopher Nolan Batman movies. And then we we escalated that and said, "Well, why don't we make it a live event and invite a bunch of people along, including?" Well, no, this is yeah. Why don't we turn to a live event? A big live event. What was the, what was the inviting people to do? Well, we're gonna have like 
Zack Snyder on. Oh yeah, we have yeah, that's and have right. special guests. Our good friend Zack Snyder, have him come in. Yeah, we're gonna have idea. Zack Snyder come on. We're gonna have you know Christian Bale come on. Yeah, bring Heath Ledger back from the dead. Bring Heath Ledger back and just all these great ideas. And and so we said, if you were interested in watching all three Christopher Nolan movies, with Batman us, movies, doing with a live us, commentary, so you you would have <laughs> big. Had- Boozy live Hey Fam event. Nine hours together. Boys will be boys. <laughs> I said, they, I said, yeah, we said, send us an email with the subject, the, the size, size of, of a tangerine. tangerine. And we got a bunch back. Which is a reference to Michael Caine uh, in Batman. Uh, and we got three. So, shouts to Ben, Lockwood, We got more than Matt. three. Did we? Yeah, you say that because then it sounds oh, like Oh, that's true. We got four. Can't believe you didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we got 43. I'm very impressed that we got three. We're- don't give the number, you know. 300. You're, you must be a terrible businessman. You never show how much you've got. I'm very impressed that we got the fifth element. I'm yes. very impressed we got 12 monkeys. I'm very impressed we got Ocean's 12 or 12 monkeys. <laughs> um, so, I, th- I think, you know, that's all we need. We, 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 we're going to go full steam ahead with this event. I think three is enough. Yeah. Uh, it takes Don't say three. You mean, oh, you mean three Batman movies directed by Christopher Nolan? As I'm saying, uh, three's a crowd, but you're allowed to come and watch us live at an unprecedented venue at, I'm going to call it October, November. Yeah, let's try and do it. Sydney-based. Um, it might get shut down because I'm pretty sure you have to... One of the things I always take note whenever you show a DVD... <laughs> let's just start... Let's call it, Hey Fam presents the size of a tangerine. <laughs> but I'm just saying, every time we, you play a DVD or a Blu-ray, which I'm sure we'll be playing this off... We're going to play it on an oil rig. It always says... Yeah, oh, can we play it on an oil rig? <laughs> can someone, A, bring a rig along and B, bring some oil? <laughs> in that case, I'm fine. I'm out. I'm in. Okay. I might send a surrogate along. Okay, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Oh, is there a Daniel Day Laws podcast we could do? <laughs> Happy Daniel Days. <laughs> um, all right, so we were talking about the, the uh, Daniel Dog the, Days are over. Oh, fuck. The um, we were talking about PlayStation Daniel York. Days of Thunder. Wow. We were talking about the PlayStation conference. The Daniel so Days they made a big deal of it. That's, that's very good too. Um, <laughs> Independence Daniel Days. <laughs> PlayStation sent a whole bunch of games journalists over to New York for this big announcement. And it was then, announced it, that we all knew it was coming. Everyone thought it was going to, like, you know, the, the, this thing, the PlayStation Neo was going to be revealed. Yeah. Which, for those that don't know, the PlayStation Neo was this rumored for the last, I think, 18 Years, months, yeah. more powerful version of a PlayStation, which essentially can produce 4K graphics because 4K is pretty common now on TVs. Yeah. I mean, I, I, feel, like, I feel like everyone thought it was going to be more than that. And I so, didn't know. I always knew it was going to be like uh, what I thought as soon as I heard about it personally before we like revealed it was. I thought it was going to be the S. I thought it was going to be like you have an iPhone six, which is like oh the big radical new change, and you got the S, which is a refinement of that before the PlayStation Five. And it seems like you know that's what it was, wasn't it? It was kind of like a tweaked version of the PlayStation Four. So the idea is that like I mean the rumor going around is that it's pretty hard to kind of build do anything more remarkable than what we have in our consoles now. Like there might not even be that big a jump in technology to warrant a PlayStation 5. So instead we get this, you know, little kind of At this space and time. bonus uh, upgrade. Not Well, you have to, have to pay a bunch of money for it. Yeah. So it's like 400 US. No, I think US it's about the same price as like, you know, it is currently. The, 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 the maxed out PlayStation. Because the other side is you can get a, the same PlayStation right now, but a slim version, which isn't as made out of as nice as material as the current. Nor do I think does it look as nice as the current PlayStation. 
But it's like the slim down. So it's like a slim version. It's, it's not called PS4 Slim or anything like that. It's just called the PS4. Yeah. And meanwhile, this this beefy 4K version is called the PS4 Pro. Yeah. And it, again, it, I, it's we saw it with the Xbox recently, with the Xbox S, which they led the way on this, I've got to admit. And it's this kind of new era. And what what's more interesting is now, I think, console cycles used to be quite regular in the sense that, you know, you'd have you know, the Nintendo 64, then the GameCube and the Wii just to use Nintendo. But it's looking now that, I, I don't know, these companies looking at consumer habits and saying like, well, fuck, these guys keep a console a lot longer than that. And, you know, maybe five to six years of a console, it's a little too short. Maybe yeah, these did. guys are buying phones every year. Yeah. Why can't we just, you know, drop one of them in there? Um, I mean, it's, it, it's an interesting thing about consumer habits. Is it, I mean, obviously offering the slim PlayStation as a cheap point is a way to get the, you know, the people who are on the fence on the old generation across. Yeah. So the, the, the thing about this is that I don't really, just, I just like all it is, is a graphical upgrade. Yeah. You, if you have a 4k television, this displays 4k graphics, which I'm curious to see how many people have a 4k. Like I know I don't do. No, fuck no. And I've been, I've been playing my PS4 for a year and at no point, in playing any of these games, have I ever thought, fuck, I wish these games looked better? No, I haven't ever gone like, oh, that's a bit underwhelming. I mean, you know, on remasters I have, but never for like a Metal Gear 5 or an Uncharted 4 or whatever. Like, it always looks... It looks incredible. But then again, how do we know what's incredible if we haven't seen the next one? Like, you know, we thought PlayStation 3 looked like that. Like, it's just like, you know... But, I mean, I don't don't know. Is Is it... more powerful, I guess. I guess so. Well, it has to be. I mean, they didn't. Know, they didn't really say it's going to. I mean, they're they're a month away from announcing, or sorry for sorry from launching um, PlayStation uh, Pro, PlayStation VR. Oh yeah. And they didn't really in the in the conference they didn't really link in how this would you know benefit how how VR would benefit from sure. having a PS4 Pro. I honestly think it's just. It's, it, this is akin we haven't spoken about it, to the Apple removing the headphone jack. This is. Both yeah, they, they announced that last week too. They announced that last week, which, you know, was bound to happen. The headphone jack is 50 plus year old technology. Uh, it was the one thing that kept phones getting fucked all the time when they got dropped in water. Like it's literally a large gaping analog hole. For me, I've been a uh, wireless Bluetooth for like almost a year now for my headphones and any audio speakers. And, I, you know, I don't use my phone to DJ from like that's what we have a laptop for. Uh, I, I'm all for it. I think it's, I think it's great, you know. Same when Apple changed the old charging, the wired charging dock to the Lightning. Tim Cook said at the time, he's like, well, we couldn't have given you that phone that you're holding now, which I think at the time was an iPhone 5 with that old charger. Like those things take up a bunch of space on the Mm. inside. But what I think we're seeing here is consoles now. And I think Microsoft and Sony have got some weird truce going on where they're just like, hey, let's... Let's let's do mid-cycle console upgrades. Well, I mean, Scorpio apparently just like leaves P- the PS4 Pro in the water when it turns to when it when it, when it comes. So to, Scorpio, like, the upgrades. upcoming Xbox. Well, no, no, it's not like so. Scorpio is is this current generation of Xbox. It's their upgrade. Oh, the, it's their version of the. It's PS4 the one that's out already. Pro. It's called the Xbox S. No, no, no. Then there's a ne- the ne- next one is called the Scorpio, which is even better. What? Even bigger and better. But it's so they're not doing two upgrades. Yeah, it's not the ne- like. I mean, oh, this was the Xbox S wasn't necessarily an upgrade. It was an upgrade in the same way that. The PS4, the slim version. Oh, I thought it was yeah. a graphical upgrade, right? No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is like 4K support and then some. It's like going to be the most powerful 
game console. console of all time. So we're this, this so, weird, this, you know, so far. No, that's so we're just in this weird new era of mid-cycle updates, which is something yeah. we've never seen before. We've never seen like the game. I mean, we've seen like when GameCube did that weird thing with Panasonic, where it was like a home entertainment system. We've never seen a graphical upgrade because they're always punching their money. Like the com- you know, the, these companies are always just putting all their money into doing the next console, like the fo- the the thing that's coming out in two years' time. Yeah, it's like that's crazy. Halfway, it's like half. Like just uh, let's just say you're watching the Fifth Element. Yeah, halfway right. doing it right now. Movement. Closing my eyes, watching it. Taxis flying around. Gary Oldman loving it and having a good time. At one point, like halfway through the movie, halfway through the movie, villain that's a big ball of Bruce flame. Willis turns to you, and Got he it? says, "Wait, am I in the cab at the time?" No, no, he just turns to you, looks, looks straight at the camera, and goes, "Goes, <laughs> hey, you want to keep watching this movie, or you want to yeah. watch the fifth point fifth element?" Well, I kind of want to finish the fifth element. No, first. but the fifth point fifth element looks way better, way more powerful. But I've enjoyed everything so far. She says multi pass way more. But I've, I'm lacking the fifth element. Well, now you know how I feel about the, so that's, the, the, that's the PlayStation it. Pro. I think it's a bit of a weird move. I mean, I'm curious to see now what time frame the PlayStation Pro announced and the PlayStation Five announced. I'm curious to see that window. Is that a window that's now extended, or are they just going, "Hey, let's make some fucking bucks"? I mean, yeah, look, you're right. yeah at the end of the day, I, I, I'm not really complaining about it. I'm just not going to get it. No, I'm not going to get it either. Someone asked me this week, and they're like, "Are oh, you going to get the play?" I'm like, "No, I don't have a 4K television." Like, and this isn't a complaint about PlayStation at all, really. It's just me saying I'm f- very happy with what they've already put out so far. So it's a compliment. Yeah, you didn't have to do this PlayStation. They... Just put more more time and effort into making new games. The games gonna be working on both. That's already been confirmed. Yeah. I mean... You've been playing any cool games lately, Angus? Well, look, I've been internetless. You just got the internet back. You, last you, week. You, you were crying about it this time last I week. Was, I was crying about it for a month and finally got it back. Um, we did a month-long episode last week. Yeah, we did a month-long episode. That's right. I, ha- I have been playing... Pers- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm for Golden still on my PS Vita, which I am loving. I think it's great. I think the Vita's a great console. I mean, it's the best looking 
handheld console, I would say you know it's not a phone. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing, and it, you know it's probably it's the last little guy. It's probably the last of its kind too. Like I, I don't think we're going to be seeing handheld consoles looking that good for you know devoted handheld consoles mm. for for much longer. Whatever the NX, this is you know in a pre-NX world, it's it's beautiful. The screen is insane. The sound is amazing, and you know the it, it it it's it's more powerful than a PS3. Essentially, it's it's a great little device. So really enjoying that. Um, games, no. I just kind of like got the internet, downloaded, <laughs> watched shitloads of Eastbound and Down, Vice Principles and Peep Show. Like I, I, I was just happy to be streaming something because when, when I moved into this place for the first time in, I think it was seven years, I had an aerial, mm-hmm. which sounds strange, but my old apartment did not have an aerial. So everything I had to watch was on my own accord. And I was just sick of seeing Olympic things. Like, oh my God. Fuck the Olympics. Fuck the Olympics. So I just kind of went a complete 180 and just watched a fuckload. I'll tell you back. Fuck the Olympics until they're in Tokyo. And then hey. I'm all the fuck in, on board. Live episode. We're going to do a commentary of the entire Tokyo Olympics. Oh, we're there. We're going there to do it. Okay. Sweet. We're doing live. Well, no, hey, fam is going to be a sport. That's right. We're gonna be we're gonna be an official sport alongside um surfing and karate. We're gonna be recognised in the twenty twenty games as a sport. But uh, yeah, I've just been watching shitloads of Peep Show. To be honest, I haven't been playing many games. I uh, I played Inside, of course, made is, by what's it called? Play Dead. Play Dead, who also studio. made Limbo. Limbo. Yes, which this week coincidentally, I know we keep talking about iPhones, but it's ninety nine cents on the App Store. Maybe still it was last week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, go check it. Out. If, if it isn't ninety nine cents, just buy it anyway. It's a really good game if you haven't mm. played it. Limbo. Uh, it's a uh, like a, a platformer where it's more about the journey than it is about the about the journey. Much like a lot of you know great indie games as of late, a la uh, you know Fire Firewatch. Firewatch. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Inside is very similar to Limbo. You you are a kid who walks from left to right and uh, avoids various terrifying um, obstacles. I cannot wait for you to play it so we can talk in depth about it. I played it. after that. I'm going to download it tonight and I'll have... You, you said it's like a four-hour playthrough? Yeah, it's a really nice, quick quick playthrough. And uh, it, it is... Like, it's it's really, really fun to, to, to play while you're playing it. And then the last half hour is phenomenal. It's like an unbelievably fulfilling last act. I've only heard amazing things. Uh, and uh, but before you get to that last act, you have to witness... Your, the main character, the, uh, the you play as this cute young boy, uh, die horribly, wow. r- repeatedly, uh, every time you fuck up, Oof. and it got me thinking about uh, games in which adorable two D children die repeatedly. Super Meat Boy, would you class that as a children? Is he a child? <laughs> right, is he a sure. child? Um, obviously, Limbo is one of Limbo. Them. Yeah, some Limbo's scary one. deaths in there. Um, did you ever play Band of Brothers? No, what's Band of Brothers? It's, uh, uh, it was on PS3, maybe on PS4 too, but what your left, the left um, analog joystick yeah. controls one brother and the right one controls the other. I know that one. I and, know that uh, one. Now. Yeah, uh, the little, little kids got mauled by bears and that. Did you ever play Boy and His Blob? Yes, on I Wii? did on I NES. Think, I think it's I on PS4 it, now, actually. I played on NES. I played the original where it actually came with... Oh, a, fuck yeah, 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 that was mad. Yeah, it came yeah. with an instruction booklet where you could put, you could find out 
what every jelly bean did. Like yeah, it was so written down. The boy and his blob is a video game in which you are a boy who has a pet blob. You know what? I think it's one of those games that put the game developer's name in, at the start of it. So it was called like so and so. But like I think it was that weird era of games where they were like, no, nah, let's just put a guy's name in front of it. But I'm whenever you whenever you fed a uh, a different colored jelly bean to your blob, it was it like was, a puzzle platformer, wasn't yeah, it? It would turn into a different, you know, like a, like a ladder. So or, it was a, or a bouncy ball. It was a 2D a- platform and you had this blob and kind of like, if you had to jump over a, you know, a gap, your character couldn't do it by itself. But you had to feed a blob, a blue belly jelly bean, and it would turn into a trampoline where you could jump on it and then jump over it. And it was kind of like that, right? Yeah. Um, they, made the a, they, made, they made a version of it a couple of years ago on Wii. Did they and, cutify? Uh, it was beautiful. They, they it was so it, cute, they? but he also died horribly. Like this style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so the original pu- one was like hella. Yeah, it was like eight bit. It was yeah, real. You couldn't really tell. It, was, it looked like a blob in his blob. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, a, a square in his other square. Um, but this is like an adorable game, except that the kid dies. You know, a snake bites him and he collapses. Here we go. So. It is a re- the one on Wii is a reimagining of the 1989 game, a boy in his blob, trouble on Blobonia, which I didn't know not know that that was the name. You had no idea you were you were on Blobonia at the time. There we go. I knew it. David Crane's a boy in his blob. I knew it. That's my memory of goddamn twenty five years. Like that's hectic. Good for you, man. You and remember, look at it. Remember it was comment. full nineties hours. Like, how do you describe these? I'm showing Levens right now. The original. Yeah, that was the thing. Like you, you when you bought a NES game, you would have to look at these like beautiful drawings on the back, which tried to convey what these crappy the squares was it eight bit you know, squares were going to be that you when you actually played it. What's David Crane doing now? I bet you he's in. I bet you he's executive producing it. Bruce Willis films. He's there he dead. is. I feel terrible. Um, he's not dead. He's not. No, he chilling. went on to. He was. Uh, <laughs> Who cares, man? The last thing he did. I'm, Can we just let's just no, it's in canon, he died. He's dead. No, in 1994, he was a part of the SNES game. Home Improvement Power Tool Pursuit. Okay. All right. This, this bit was worth it. So, remember our Home Improvement Canon? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've played the Home Improvement game. So, they, they he actually, played a boy in his blob. And, and <gasps> the, the, the entire... Um, he made all the Simpsons game. Remember Bart Simpsons versus the Space Aliens? Yeah, that game was actually really shit and very and really hard. really hard. He made all of them. Fuck you, David He Crane. was the designer and programmer. This guy's the worst. Dave, you know what? I never got past the first level on David Crane's a boy in his blob. Suck my dick in Blobonia. Like, I never got... It was... David Crane, if you're listening to this, you're a freaking hack and there's no wonder why, while I'm looking at your gameography, you haven't got a job outside of 1997 with Klondike on the Sega channel. I played Klondike. <laughs> it's a weird game. 1997. He, he finished. What do you think's happened to him? Wait. Dead. I've He's never dead. seen David He's Crane. Dead. He's dead. R.I.P. I've never seen David Crane and Bruce Willis in the same room. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he's, he's he's starring in Red Two, Red Three, Outlast, Real Red Hours. Um, another game in which uh, <laughs> cute kids die horribly. The PS One game Heart of Darkness. Do you ever play that one? Is this about a village? No, it's about a kid. It's oh wait, little, no, I know this one. You've mentioned kid. this one a few times. Yeah, I love it. It's like one of my. I'm, it's very dear to my heart. But uh, a kid. You didn't even own a PS One, did you? Uh, no. But I had this on my PC, mm. but I now own this game on PS1. And you can play it on PS3 because they play PS1 games on PS3. Or Vita. Wait, how? Same thing. How do you cram a PS1 disc into a Vita? Well, it's digital. <laughs> Out of darkness isn't. No, I mean, like, if there's anything that's been put on the PlayStation digital store. Oh, right. 
Yeah, well, they, this has it. takes PS One games, unlike the PS. This, this one should they should they should remaster this. It's really cool. It's like a um, about a guy, a little kid that gets like flies a rocket up into space and then lands on this crazy planet, and uh, all these creepy shadow aliens try to destroy him and it sounds... tear him apart. Who else? Who made it? I can't remember. Some French developers. But it's it's David Crane. Some of the, some of the de- death animations are pretty horrific. It wasn't David Crane. Fuck David Crane. Because I got past the first level. I can't believe I can't even remember the name of like <gasps> my year five teacher, but I can remember the fact that there was a really boring white guy's name ahead of a boy in his blob when I was a kid. I think I was like, I think I remember install. I think I remember putting the game in my NES, playing it, and seeing the words "David Crane's a boy in his blob," being like. Oh, this must be important. They've put David Crane's names on it. He must be the president or something. I sign all of my checks, FYI, and I check into every hotel with David Crane. All right. I always get heaps of soap in my room. I don't know if that's a thing, that David Crane was a real dirty guy, but... Some cool facts to add to the Hey Fam. Crane Cannon. Cranium. Cranon. So you mentioned Vice Principals earlier, Angus. Yeah. Which is the Danny McBride TV show, which we are... In the middle of and enjoying very much. Yeah, uh, Dan McBride and Jody Hill, who had teamed up previously on said uh, Eastbound and Down television series on HBO. Very great if you haven't watched it. This show is so fucking great. I'm, I'm like four episodes in. The the it does that. The third episode is like a uh, Danny McBride at his most awkward and like destructive. Uh, just saying horrible things to characters kind of The thing. third episode, and which is a field trip episode in the sense that's not like calling something a bottle episode. Like literally the characters go on a field trip. It's kind of like such a weird standalone episode for such an it's earlier... It's good. I mean, like if you like that that style of Danny McBride stuff, it's it's spectacular. That it's kind great. of Danny McBride stuff. But, you but know, that was always kind of like my least favorite part of Eastbound and Down when he just... I just wanted to see Kenny Powers succeed. But you need to see him get low. I know, and he gets fucking low. <laughs> he gets low in this as well. Um, but it, like, you know, you and I were talking earlier and I, I made the point of saying that I've started watching Eastbound Down again mm-hmm. in light of... With somebody who's never seen it before. With somebody who's never seen it and watching it and... I hate that pressure of uh, showing something that you love to someone who's never seen it before and you spend most of that first episode Worry. nudging them like, huh, pretty funny. Or pausing it when they go to get a drink and you're like, well, you're about to miss something, mate. Like, yeah, totally. okay. Like, yeah. And watching Don't drink. It, don't drink. Just be dehydrated throughout the entire performance. But watching it again and then I was just going, oh, man, he's like compared to, you know... Compared to his character in East Mountain Down, Dan McBride plays literally Gandhi. Vice in Principal Vice Gamby. You, yeah. yeah, you pronounce, mispronounce Gamby. But no, he plays pretty much like, you know, yeah, I know. the nicest guy. <laughs> um, Even though he's a prick. In, you know, in a, in, if you've forgotten East Mountain Down, you'd be like, oh. But Yeah, so, so episode three was a tough but fun watch. Episode four is the most joyous half hour of television I've watched all year. Oh yeah! Holy shit! It was I was cheering. It's so fucking. It's great. incredible. It's funny. It's like every character has been finally introduced. Every character's motives are known, and it's just like watching every character do their character at their best. So it's Danny McBride, Walter Goggins, Walton. Well, was it Walton? Walton T-A-N. Goggins. Walton Goggins. Great name. And do we know the name of the actor who plays the principal yet? Oh uh, no, Linda Brown. No, but look, you look it up. So she is just a tour de force. She is like this fucking just such a great foil to their like awful characters. Yes. And this episode four, I don't want to spoil it, but it 
you it, it gets pretty goddamn dark in episode two and three. And four just turns it around into this just glorious Kimberly Herbert Gregory. What else has she been in? She is so fucking great. She was great. a stage actor, it says. Right. She's known for a lot of her theatre performances. And that's there about is a it. part in which she is delivering a speech to her to the school. And she, she is guest starred in Gossip Girl, uh, Law and Order. Any Bruce Willis Two and, and a Half Men and the Big Bang Theory. So No, nothing great. So she is delivering a, a speech to her to in front of the whole school at assembly. And suddenly it turns into this like gospel, like yes. affirmation kind of like, oh god, it's it's wonderful. And and her interactions with her sons are among my favorite TV relationships of all time. It's insane. It's the fucking best. Uh, and this show is getting like lukewarm to not that great reviews. I'm not too sure how. How Fuck, it is. I, I don't understand. Like, this is a fucking sick show. It's, that it's that episode is like an A plus all the way. Like the fourth episode. Like if it's if you're listening right now and you're like, I don't know about this new Danny McBride show, please stick it out until episode four for us. It is fucking unbelievable. Look, my dad had met Danny McBride after Danny. Okay, McBride. We get it. We get it. Your dad met Danny McBride after he'd done this series. I hate when people dress like this. We get it. Your dad met Danny. My McBride. dad met Danny McBride after he'd finished this series. If it wasn't good, I'm pretty sure Danny McBride would have turned to my dad and said, Hey, when that new show comes out that I'm in called Vice Principals, give it a miss. But he didn't say a word. And that makes me think Danny McBride knows this show was the tits and so should you. It's really fucking great, man. So, man, I'm double the episodes you're in and it's fantastic. So, we're up to episode eight now. I think it's 10 episode run, just like Eastbound used to be. But they're playing with the format more. Like, you know, Eastbound and Down is fantastic, but... You know what this is reminding me more of? It's reminding me more of Jody Hill's directorial feature film debut, Observe and Report, which got a hell of a lot of mixed reviews what, when it came it, out. And that was the... Isn't the Foot Fist Away Jody Hill as well? Oh, that wasn't like featured. Like that wasn't okay, like sure. in cinema. Like that was like a, you know, VOD or home entertainment. But you, the film with Seth Rogen, which came out at the same time, unfortunately, as Paul Blart Mall Cop, because <laughs> it is also about a mall, mall cop. cop. But this one is like the taxi driver of more yeah. cop movies. Like it's hella fucking dark. And I'm finding that this film may have even maybe once upon a time been a spec script for a film because it's, it's, it's much more cinematic than Eastbound and down, I think, which was more episodic. Oh, there is some beautiful shots in this. There and there's a- this, have you noticed there's like an eighties movie type of vibe? Yeah. Like, like it, using a lot of like, and not like fucking stranger things and not like in, stranger in, in, things, in, but it's using like eighties movie action shots and like yeah. action soundtrack. Like, yeah, it's incredible. Please, like, please watch this show. It's, it's, it, it, it should be raved about yeah. in the same way that Eastbound and Down was when it first started. I, I mean, is this a sign of the times now that where it's really hard to watch, you know, HBO stuff in Australia that people just don't know about the show? Yeah, possibly. Because you know they're getting Netflix, they're getting Stan, where they're just what like they're just like. Yeah, I, I I hope HBO changed the way that their shows are shown in Australia soon. They really need to. Fuck I mean, you, we're Fox missing Tell. out on stuff like the. Night I don't want to give Rupert Murdoch money. No, I don't want to pay twenty dollars a month just to you know legally get some shows. Or like we said before, like, I'll pay no, I'll pay twenty dollars a month to the right people, just not. Rupert I'll pay twenty dollars a month to own it for the rest of my life, like you can on iTunes. Yeah, totally. But having said that, you know they don't put the t- season passes now anymore that are HBO shows on iTunes in Australia. It's fucking whack. They wait till the series is done and then give it to you all at once. Yeah. So yeah, I I have to uh, download it another way. Hey. If you find out another way, wink. I'm passing you this USB stick right now. It's <laughs> you, full of Bruce Willis facts. 
You know what else I started watching again in the last week, Angus? Again, which is, makes me think, wow, you've already seen this. Is movies. That's right, you said... Uh, I'm just, making an effort. I haven't, I've watched fuck all movies in the well, last Well, look, you've year. got two kids. It's very hard thing to do, I imagine. Yeah, well, it's... You know, it was the, 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 the home is for TV. The outdoors is for cinema. Everyone's always said that. It's fucking... It's, it's known. It's, I've got a tattoo on my What's back. What's the car for? The what? The car. Mm-hmm. The car is for podcasts. And what is... The supermarket for um, classic hits. Exactly, Every, they're, the, they're the four staples <laughs> of any form of entertainment consumption. So wait, wait, have you gone to films? And if you're still at home a lot, I'm. So I'm, we just are making time for it. My wife and I will. We 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 get that dinner. We have to eat that dinner. It's fucking six o'clock. You sit down. We and get go, those kids into bed by seven thirty. We watch that ninety-minute feature. As a mother and father, as a lover. As a husband and wife, you go. Let's watch this goddamn watch this movie. movie. Let's do our. Let's do what we're meant to do on this earth and watch a movie. And I, I watched. Finally watched what we do in shadows. How we do in the shadows? Never, yeah, oh I'm my god, dude! Fuck, it's the best. Taika with with Titi. Hmm. Um, I loved Boy here. I loved Eagle versus Shark. I loved Eagle these episodes Shark was great. of uh, of Fly of the Concords. He's doing. Fourth. I cannot fucking wait for Thor: The Dark World. No, yeah. Thor: The Thor, Thor Ragnarok. 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 Um, and I loved that that short that um, yeah the Thor short. Speaking of, uh, but he also did the Wildebeest film, which I of which I pre-ordered on uh, on iTunes because I'm sticker so excited for it right it. now. Did you already see? Yeah, it? you can get the iOS sticker app. You can, you can if you haven't seen it, you can you can make emojis with it. In, we in, can and just make up the movie yourself. In emojis. Huge emojis. Sam Neil emoji can be yours for free oh. if you up to upgrade your phone to iOS 10. If I had a time machine, I'd definitely travel back. And tell my younger self that you'd have a Sam Neil emoji on my phone when I'm an adult. I would go, what's a phone? What's an emoji? Yeah. And also, hi, Dad. So, the rent feature on uh, the Apple Store is actually fucking mad. I didn't realize that you could just <laughs> like, you could hit that rent button. It's like six bucks and you can then rent, like, you can watch it later in a month. So, if you're like, I want to watch a movie, but I don't. I need to make time to watch it. I really need Put to watch this movie. Hit that rent and Hit that, that and you're button. like, fuck, I don't want to waste my six bucks. I have to find time to watch this in the next month. Put that pressure on yourself. It's Do your it. duty to watch movies. You watch way more movies than me, Angus. What have I missed this year? Because um, I, I, like, I don't want to... Do our really really Shit, cool just drop that on best movies of the year episode with the blank slate boys sure. that, that gonna and, smoke and, and 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 Eb Yusuf like Look, we did I, last I, year I, I and, s- and then be like oh Civil War was really cool like I don't want to I want to bring more to the table than fucking half baked Marvel uh, movies ma- Marvel movies and. Look, I, look I, go, I go to the cinema at least once or twice a week still. I, I, I just like it. It's something I enjoy doing. Some people like sport games. Some people like injecting drugs. Mine's going, you know, sitting in a room of strangers and watching a film and having a collective experience. Okay, we get it. We your get dad, it. Your dad met Danny McBride. <laughs> we get it. Danny McBride said, watch Vice Principles to my dad. <laughs> I'm part of the viral campaign. I'm exposed. Um, but you know what? The... A movie that comes to mind recently, which is one that has been in home entertainment, was The Nice Guys by Shane Black. Speaking oh, of yes. Marvel movies, yeah, totally. Uh, last seen directing Man Iron Man three previously. Prior to that, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and Lethal wrote a hell of a lot of scripts, including Lethal Weapon and all of the other ones that he's known for. Predator, he actually starred in Predator as an extra, and now he is re- all the good Christmas movies. Rebooting Predator. Every one of his films has a Christmas scene. That's his weird. He also has things called Shane Blackazins, which are, he will describe a scene like, oh, in this scene there is a mansion which 
in the script notes, which would usually be like, you know, an industrial looking mansion, but then he will add, which I will hopefully own after this movie comes out and makes billions of dollars. Like he's always <laughs> been known as like a scriptwriter, scriptwriter. And, you know, his debut was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang after being a scriptwriter for 20 years. But Nice Guys is great. It's the Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling film. And it's kind of literally like Lethal Weapons in the 70s. Sure. Great action. Like this guy can write action. He's got great dialogue. Just it's just a really fun movie. And this I, guy can write action, but can he say action as a director? Action. <laughs> but can he say cut? Do the scenes go for too long? Can he say hold it or more energy? I mean, I mean, you know, these are things that I'm only finding out myself. But no, I, I really enjoyed the nice guys. I thought it was a really fun flick. Uh, you know, one I never have to see again. Right. One if I watched again that was on in the background, I'd go one that I wouldn't go out and watch again on purpose but when I would be like oh that was great I'll watch that again on a plane or in a hotel what we do in the shadows is a movie that I could watch many times I've heard that a lot it is very very mockumentary vampires right yeah awesome like what a pitch oh man fucking speaking of mockumentaries based on a short film did you see that Christopher Guest has a Netflix show no movie no, no, it's a show. It's like I thought six, it was going to be a movie. No, it's like it's it's like a six-episode series. Mascots. Yeah, Mascots. fuck, I thought it was a movie. Wow. That's what's so exciting. Because, like, oh. you know, the rumor is that he always records, like, 70 12 hours. hours of, of, like, there's yeah, a 12-hour yeah. cut of every movie he's done. So, I don't know. If you have some background on guests, if you, people don't know who he is, loves. Uh, this is Spinal Tap, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, the shitty one with Ricky Gervais. The shitty Oscar one that no one talks about. Yeah, uh, but... Like this is for your consideration. That's right. That's what we're called. This yeah. is this is all of his best cast members. Um, you've got Fred Willard. Oh, you've, you've got, got Bob Balaban. You've got um, uh, who's the uh, girl who is the best? She was like the indie film darling. Uh, she was in. Oh, Parker Posey. Parker Posey. Uh, got Ed, Ed Beckley Jr. Ed Beckley Jr. is in this motherfucker. Um, you've also and got, then new, you've also got new characters. You've got Jared you know, from Silicon Valley. Yeah, you've got Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This looks really, really great. It looks amazing. I love Christopher Guest shit. It's going to be Christopher really, really Guest great. is great. But I was talking about movies. Are you, are you making sure this is not a movie? Yeah, I was just wondering what it was because I thought it was a film. I swear it's a series. Yeah, right. Did you, you didn't look up? Did you look up? Well, I'm trying to look series? on one of these. No, there's no information. I would, if I were you, and and then the listeners agree with me, I would Google <laughs> Netflix mascots series. Oh well, the Verge just reviewed it 20 hours ago. Who did? The Verge. The, the, the listeners and I want to know who the oh the Verge are. Oh, yeah. The Verge. Um, listeners and I are good. That's fine. Is it a movie or is it a film? I thought it was a film because on his. Fuck, this is riveting. riveting Toronto Film Review saying. reviewed it. Uh, the Toronto Film International Festival the, reviewed it. Did the Toronto Film Review review... Mascots, it's an hour and 29 minutes and it's a film on IMDb. Fuck, I thought it was a TV show. Great, so this I, fits in with our movie report. Yeah, so this fits in with the movie report. And I, I thought it was a TV series too. I think that was the original rumor. But it's a film. It's just he's doing a straight to Netflix movie. Okay, God. I wish... I actually got really excited that he was doing a Netflix series. No. I mean, there's probably a reason why. How good would that be if he, if he did one? Maybe maybe the door will be open now after this. Do a series, Christopher Guest. Stop being fucking lazy and just doing a movie and do a whole series. There you go. Hour twenty nine minutes. You get a classic ninety minute comedy. Oh, that's beautiful though. I do like Jane Lynch, comedy. Parker Posey. Remember Ryan Adams used to date Parker Posey. That was a weird indie coupling of the early two thousands. That like could a have been Beck and Winona Ryder. That would have been the Kim and Kanye of the <laughs> the white Kim and Kanye of the early noughties. The white unpopular Kim and Kanye. 
Um, Fred Willard, what a guy. Oh, Stifler's mom's in it. Another movie that I'm going to watch this week is uh, Keanu. Oh, yes, featuring I just, Key and Peel. I will give you a report on how that is next week. Well, so will I because I'm I just very rented it. excited about it. Yeah, yeah. This oh, yeah, is... I hit that rent button on your Apple TV. Yeah. Maybe I might do that to you every 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 time I come hit over. Hit that rent boy button. Yeah, I'll just rent movies on your behalf. Um, this is the first Key and Peel feature film post the Key and Peel series ending. It's about Key and Peel and a kitten. Called Keanu. And apparently really Keanu Reeves cute. plays the voice of it in one dream sequence. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which he had to. <laughs> he had to. It's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So, look, I bring up all these movies because movies are good too, you guys. And I want to watch more of them. Let us, let me know what movies have been good this year that haven't starred fucking superheroes. Think of this as like a Alcoholics Anonymous where Levens is now coming every week. And I want you guys to email us at heyfampodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook. Let Levens know what movies he needs to watch this year. Because I see so many, literally... That you've oh, you you don't know what else to remember. Did you reckon did you see the Star Star Trek movie? That's one I missed. I wish I saw that. I had it, free tickets to it. I, I missed a month it. when I moved house and stuff. It was just like I lost everything that month, like movies and stuff, and that was terrible. And I should have not. Yeah, well, I missed twelve months when I had a child. It's not a contest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a contest. No, seriously, I lost twelve months of my life. But <laughs> <laughs> right, should we stop? Hit the stop button yeah, for a minute. We'll try and find my life. Uh, <laughs> well, you're definitely finding it right now. Alexi, Alexi from Blank Slate told me that uh, some some documentary about Tickling was really good. Oh, Tickle, Tickled is amazing. Yeah, that was probably the best film I've seen this year. Is that shit on iTunes store yet? No. It's is that shit a Netflix festival. series? No. It's still more misinformed information via you. Tickled is incredible. I saw that during the Sydney Film Festival. I think we spoke about it on here. I think We did. Yeah, it was amazing. And I'll try and see that this it's, year. It's kind of like Catfish, like when that came out, like you don't before the shitty MTV series, which turned it to like the OC version of Catfish, but it is, you don't want to talk about it until you see it. Like, yeah, it's, okay, cool. it's right, so, so great. Talk, talk to me about some other yeah, movie. talking about. Um, what else has been good this year, Angus? I'm going to see the... No, what have you seen? Oh, fuck. Well, I don't know. You see that you go to the movies twice well, look, a week, apparently. Yeah, I do. I didn't say I'll go see movies. Oh, you just go there <laughs> just, and hang just, out. Just hang eat out. popcorn. Where else smell of the corners. Sometimes I just kind of get behind there and show people to their seats and then I leave when they realize I'm not supposed to be there. Well, you uh, know hey, what? Speaking of which, I should just put out a new album this week. Did you really? Yeah. How are people reacting? I'm, I, I like that song with Young Thug. It's pretty good. I haven't heard it yet. One thing we were uh, about films. Marvel. That's right. An interesting article came out this week and this is this was interesting because I sent to you and it's something we spoke about, I'd say, a couple of times on the podcast. And it was about movie themes and how there's this new trend in films. Speaking about films that don't have memorable themes, uh, the video leads... It's a YouTube video and it's a guy who's kind of a film and I guess not only in terms of like movie reviews but also production, everything involved with film he likes to critique. And it starts... He's Canadian. He starts with asking random people to hum the Star Wars song. Everybody does it. Uh, Hum, you know, the... Harry Potter's song, basically, hum, na, 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 na. hum the Jurassic Park song, like all these classic. Oh, that themes. was Harry Potter. <laughs> that, yeah, that was Star Wars. Uh, that was Lord of the Rings. But when he asks any Marvel movie, no one can hum any theme except for Levens if it's uh, Civil War. Bum, 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 bum. That was like the one memorable music that they ever did, and that was their twelfth film. Yeah. And that's where the whole thing goes into... What's interesting is that films these days are using temp scores. So it would be basically, say, I had a film and I was like, fuck, I loved Hans Zimmer's score on The Dark Knight. And 
I was the filmmaker and Levin's you are the composer. And I was like, can you try and make it sound legally close to this as possible? And you would slightly shift a few keys and copy it. And that would be the temp. Like a lot of directors use temp scores. So they'll be like, I want the scene to feel like this. They use them in trailers a lot. I want it to have this. So it's kind of like an easy way of conveying an emotion with a pre-existing musical piece. But now what's happening, which is a horrible trend, I think, is that filmmakers are just... Sorry. Filmmakers, sorry, no. Filmmakers are asking composers to just copy the score basically with as little as legal leg room and leeway they have that's going to stop them being sued. So, I read this article, I thought, I, I totally agree that the, the Marvel scores in particular could be a lot more memorable. But that and they said- were scenes, I was showing scenes from Iron Man with the score, in inverted commas, and then with no score, and there was like no emotional difference. It was the same scene. It's but, just like literally like elevator music. Yeah, but I, I can. I, I wish I would love inf- uh, like evidence that they were just straight up jacking oh, the scores. If you keep watching it, it just kind of shows sc- first first instance of it. And this is that. This is why I have a personal stake. And it was Zack Snyder completely ripped off a score from the 1999 film Titus, starring Anthony Hopkins when he was trying to convey what image or feeling he wanted in 300, and actually was taken to court like it was. So verbatim, but the video. I mean, again, this is all hearsay, but it shows shots from every Marvel movie and shots from like Transformers movies, everything, and every score is so similar. Just and Danny Elfman's in the video, he's just like he hates this. He's just like, This is the worst. He's like, This is destroying composing music, and it's just you know, if I'm invited onto a film, I'm injecting myself. But now, what's happening is composers almost being neutered, and they're like, You have to make it sound like this, yeah, sure. And it's kind of like this. You get a nothing score and you don't remember it. And the guys even like, you know, there were parts of the Avengers where people, where he was like, I can remember the Avengers score. I can remember this score, but he's just like, overall, the Marvel movies are just a nothing. There's no score. It's And, and then he goes through every Marvel movie and literally matches. Well, even Force Awakens. It's because it's, no, it's a sequel. That's different. That's existing score. Sure. But like the, the new stuff isn't very memorable. Race theme is great. Dun, 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 no, that's in, that's Jurassic Park again. <laughs> no, no, you know the, the Force Awakens had a lot of it was. I'm talking about original score, like starting a new movie, going, "Oh, that's the Iron Man theme." That's the Captain. Sure, yeah, totally. They, they Force Awakens is a sequel. Like you can't, yeah, you can't use that one as an example. Like it's like this fucking Star Wars theme. Imagine if every superhero had. Um, <laughs> Danny Elfman's Pee Wee Eating Breakfast theme song is And then he gets to the end of the credits as well when his movie comes out. Could someone, if 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 yeah, if if anyone listening right now, what's a good scene? What's a good scene? No, 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 no. If anyone listening right now wants to watch the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe with us, but no commentary, just the Pee Wee Herman. Making breakfast. Is Rube Goldberg machine breakfast scene from yeah, the, Tim Burton's Pee Wee's Big Adventure? The entire way through. So this is like a yeah, twelve movie long Pee Wee Herman extravaganza. Or if you think you found a Marvel character that best suits the role, the theme of Pee Wee Herman's in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, do a mega cut of the entire Marvel universe and maybe <laughs> maybe make it Nick Fury's. <laughs> maybe make it. 
Winter Soldiers, but maybe make one character and show what difference it can have having a theme for a character. And maybe people in the street would go, do you remember the Winter Soldiers theme? And you'd go, but it was, you know, you know, jokes aside, it's an interesting notion that we're getting to a themeless era of films, which is kind of sad. We This podcast doesn't have a theme. Well, it's, it's, it's infamously changed a lot. And we don't need a theme for this podcast. I think we do. I think anyone listening right now, make us a theme song. Can you use the Pee Wee Herman You can, yeah. Just do whatever you please. want. Yeah, yeah. Just rip off one of Danny Elfman's thing. Just make this it legally fine. This is fine. a straight up remix contest. If someone can make a theme for Hey Fam, we'll use it. We need one. Heyfampodcast at gmail.com. What do the other guys have? Spare no expense, fam. Just just put all your money what into What does Dum Dum have? They have... Dum Dum Club. Um, that goes like... We need that. We need that. We need to hit the highs of... That's the Dum Dum Club theme. We need the highs of Jurassic Park. We need the lows. Of Jurassic, oh, Park, Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. I like Jurassic Park 3. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah, I just don't know the way he plays that flute at the end and gets all the raptors on his side. <laughs> You've been listening to Hey Fam. You can find Angus online at Chimichangus on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at LevDog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. And you can find Hey Fam online, facebook.com slash HeyFamPodcast. Or please send us an email. Like uh, so many of you, hundreds and hundreds of you did in the last week. HeyFamPodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you soon in a den, in a theatre, in a you know, in a street corner. Yeah, we'll watch all n- all three Christopher Nolan Batman movies with you very soon. Again, if you're interested, please send us an email to heyfampodcast@gmail.com with the subject "The Size of a Tangerine." Uh, and uh, if you cannot wait one more week to hear Angus and my voices again. Go back and listen to uh, some other podcasts we've done. I guess there's another one called Greenlight Boys with Scott Dooley. Big back catalog there. No new episodes, but hey. If, Go back. If you're into back catalog, start from the start. It's a, it's, it, I've always found that's the best place to who's, start with the Greenlight Who's paying Boys. those Libsyn fees? Me. That's tough, bro. It's tough, but hey. The tax write-off, but. It's a tax write-off if... In a weird world While I got paid for this podcast I got two other podcasts And both of them Are coming out With new episodes Every week uh, Mitchin My food podcast was Had a little hiatus But now it is back It's red hot baby It is uh, We're doing An episode a week again What are and, the critics uh, calling it? The critics calling it Just fine Just fine <laughs> uh, The most recent episode Features uh, two editors Of the Sydney and Brisbane Good Food Guide Now that's And the winner Of Best New Restaurant Hubert Two of the owners of Hubert Great Pretty cool episode Um, We actually do our own Awards show next week Which is pretty fun Oof Must listen And then my other podcast Which uh, definitely appeals To listeners of Hey Fam Is uh, Serious Issues comic book podcast that I host with Siobhan Coombs and now look you celebrated a very special celebration this week one which we didn't happen to mention on tonight's show but may as well mention we we said his name many many times this uh, uh, Saturday the 17th is Batman Day so uh, and why is it Batman Day Levens can you tell us why I don't know what the fuck is Batman Day was the day it was first published in Detective Comics or sure let's go with that 17th I'm just like fuck it may as well give it some like change the date it's the day that you and I... Tell DC, change the date. Change the date. Hashtag change the date. Stop making Batman Day the day it was published in Detective Comics. It's not originally a day about bats. It was a day about detectives. And I think it's a little rude if you're going to be putting bats in the same day as detectives. Give him his own day. Maybe the first time Batman number one came out, for example. 
He's Federation Day, so to speak. So this Saturday uh, is Batman Day, and we did a very special bonus episode of Serious Issues, which is going up on Friday, um, all about... You know how, like, when you look up the best Batman stories, it's always the same 10 like stories? Like, you the killing joke. You've got year in fact, one. I, I, get re- I reference you in the episode because you were the person who lent me those three big Batman books. Killing joke. As a gateway for you yeah, to get into da- comics. Dark Knight Returns. And um, that's my, you know my dark, deep, dark secret. They haven't actually liked comics for that long. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and but, year I, one. But, but I just made up for lost time very quickly. You did. Uh, year one, Dark Knight Returns and Killing Joke were all lent to me by like Angus. And this like is what comic Seven is. years ago or something. And that was even, that was basically the, hey, here are some comic starter kit. Like even then I wasn't like, these are the best or the well, worst. I remember I saw them on your shelf and I was like, hey, are Batman comics actually good? I was like, read these. Read these, you freaking idiot. Um, um, I, I saw a uh, photo today and I saw Batman Egos in there, which I really like. Yeah, so uh, I did an, we did an episode all about 10 more Batman books that you should read once you've read those 10 essential Batman books. What are the 10 essentials normally? Um, Besides the three. Just so the three I just said. Um, so Stranger yeah, Things. Killing, killing, was it? Uh, no, uh, Strange Apparitions. Strange Apparitions. Kind of in there, not really. Um, Long Halloween and Dark Victory yep. by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Hush always gets in there. Hush, I fucking hate Hush, but it's in there. Um, Hush I found just to be villain of the week. It's crappy. Yeah, it was just like Jim Jeff, Lee and who wrote it again? Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb and Jim Halloween Lee. Halloween and Dark Victory, but yeah. I like those other ones. Oh, Dark Victory and... Uh, Long Halloween. Long Halloween, incredible. Long Halloween's cool. like... what that. that Half of Long Halloween is The Dark Knight, the film. Yeah, totally. Uh, we support um, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's recent run-in because everyone recommends the heck out of that now. Which one? The the whole run? Like Mostly Court of Owls. Court um, of Owls is then, great. And then even before that, Scott Snyder's um, Black Mirror story. Oh, his Black Mirror run where Dick... Ra- yeah, that was amazing. Which is great, but it's essential. Like, you know, it, it's recommended in every single list now. Is it really? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, same as Paul Dini and Bruce Timm's Mad Love. Oh, that's always recommended. Um, that's... A few more in there as well, but yeah. There's the, I realise Black Mirror was we, recommended so highly. Yeah, yeah, it's in every list now. Um, it's, it's it's a great run for those who haven't read it. It was one of the last, um, last, I guess, what runs of pre-New 52 where Dick Grayson was still Batman. Yeah, yeah. It's, Jacques it's did a lot awesome. of the cover art. And, and it's all about the best character in the Batman universe, Gordon. Commissioner Gordon is my favourite Batman character. Did you know that? Um, no, I don't know if he's the best, but I like the fact that you said that, and I like the fact you also taught me tonight that he's your favorite character. I've uh, pre-ordered a very amazing um, animated series uh, Commissioner Gordon action figure, which I'm very really? excited to just bore my son with. Like, just hey, like, look, you know that really, really colorful, big... exciting animated series that I'm going to force you to watch every episode of is in he a couple as strong years. As here is a like old man with white hair and, and glasses. Yeah, is he as strong as? Uh, Zack Snyder's interpretation Does he do oh, as much no, crossfit I, I don't know Not much crossfit In these, these versions He looks pretty big though In the animated series I gotta say Like he's a pretty world built guy Like underneath there Could be Superman You can find both or of those Shazam. podcasts All those podcasts On iTunes Greenlight Boys The Mitchin And Serious Issues Also download We mentioned earlier uh, This week's episode Of Mike Check A brand new podcast By Cameron James And Alexi Tuliopoulos Which is you know, they are going through, because nobody asks them, the works of Mike Myers. Uh, to find fa- out where it all Fabled went Canadian, to find out where it all went wrong. We feature heavily and perhaps majorly uh, on the Most episode, episode two, which is the episode about Wayne's World, which I still think to this day is, I'd say, in the top three comedies of all time. Yeah. Films. I think it's incredible. And, I w- you know, Better than it, every Jim Carrey movie. Better than every Jim Carrey film. Hands yeah. down. Agreed. Better than every Jim Carrey film, but... Perhaps Jim Carrey is a better actor than Mike Myers, because as we found, as we found, 
Mike Myers just takes jokes from every movie and puts them in the next one and sees who notices. Hey, Mike Check isn't our podcast. Let's let Alexi and Cameron figure it out for themselves. Let's see where they arrive. No spoilers, Angus. No spoilers, but I think Jim Carrey is better than Mike Myers. You've been listening to Hey Fam. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Fam. And we will see you next week on Hey Fam. Who knows what we'll talk about then? Probably the same things. Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to Hey Fam. If you're not completely sick of my voice, why don't you go and check out one of my other podcasts? One of them is called The Mitchin, and it's all about the Sydney food and bar scene. And the other one is called Serious Issues, and it's all about comic books. If you uh, get angry that Angus and I don't talk about comic books anymore, it's because all I do is talk about comic books at Serious Issues. So go there instead. Uh, you can find both of the podcasts on iTunes or download them directly at yolevins.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for listening and for your support, and I'll see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.